Hello and welcome to Parenting Grit Podcast, faith-filled real talk about family life, the ups, the downs and everything in the middle. Genevieve and Derek here, thanks for joining us today. Hello everyone. So in this season of Parenting Grid, as we've spoken before, we are taking a tour through some of the highlights of one of our favourite parenting resources. It's the book, Parenting, Porting Gospel Principles, that can radically change your family by Paul David Tripp. Mm. This book looks at the big picture of parenting. And in this in this episode, we are going to be discussing rest. <laughs> I hear you all asking, Rest? Don't you understand that I've got multiple children and parenting feels like I'm playing an endless game of whack-a-mole? There is simply always something seemingly wrong with one of them. Who has time for rest? Yep. Yep. I think I've said that that myself. We've all felt that. So this chapter of Tripp's book opens with the principle that it is only rest in God's presence and grace that will make you a joyful and patient parent. It's very true. Yes. And he goes on to ask the question, if you are struggling to be patient, finding it hard to be joyful and sometimes dreading the next day of parenting, could it be that your struggle to be tender and loving towards your children is rooted in the reality that you are overburdened and overwhelmed? Good point. Mm, Are we cheering you up yet? Yeah. (laughs) I think most of us would say that we have been in or are in that now, Mm. a season of feeling like we are at the end of our rope when it comes to parenting. We have all said and done things that we shouldn't have, and I know that Genevieve and I have both been there. We have all faced issues with our children that we have no idea how to solve in our own strength. And we've all experienced relentless nature of parenting, and that's very true. Mm -hmm. And as Tripp mentions, occasionally we reflect on what we have been doing, and we're saddened by what we've become and what we determined we would not become. Mm And we've done what we've told ourselves we would never do. And I think if we're honest with ourselves as parents, we have all been in that place. Sure have. But there is actually hope held out to us here in this book, which is great. Amen. Yes. So the book continues by explaining that God will never ask us to deny the reality of our everyday moment-by-moment parenting struggle. And I think sometimes we feel this drive, don't we, to present ourselves as, as yep. perfect and, you know, put our family on Instagram or whatever in a way that just yep. looks, you know, tickety-boo when it's really not. But biblical faith never requires us to deny reality. Rather, it calls us to look at all the troubling realities in our lives through the lens of the awesome glory and grace of our Redeemer. If we humbly face the reality of what our children need and how we struggle as parents, but do not remember the incalculable glory of the Lord who sent us, we will soon become overwhelmed, defeated and guilty. So we need to stay focused on the fact that, you know, we have a redeemer, a saviour, a Lord in our lives. So Tripp says the most important thing we can do for our children is to remember the one who sent us. And in remembering the one who sent us teaches our heart to rest. Mm. Bringing unrest to our parenting never leads to anywhere good. But in rest is the soil in which wholesome, good, change-producing parenting grows. Yeah. 
in the busyness of daily life with children, we can forget who we are, whose we are, who God is, and what we have been given in him. The lie that the enemy wants to sell us is that we are overwhelmed and inadequate and alone. This lie of loneliness will defeat us every time. Yeah, it sure will. And I I think I've shared this story before. I remember struggling with one of our children and loudly stating, I don't know what to do with so-and-so. And then out of the mouth of one of our other quite young children at the time, this wisdom came, but God does, Mum. Yep. And I realised I, I hadn't prayed and I had completely lost sight of the fact that God actually wanted to be a part of that parent-child interaction in that moment. And Trip points us uh, as parents to a passage of scripture that we actually might not think is a natural one for parenting. It's actually some of Jesus' final words found in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and it's called the Great Commission. Sounds like work, which, Mm. you know, parenting is. But it says this, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So that might sound like, you know, not parenting at all, but we're being sent off to a mission trip. (laughs) But Trip points out that actually our number one job as parents is to do everything within our power to train our children to willingly and joyfully live as disciples of Jesus. That's what we want. That's the end game. And this actually isn't a natural way for any of us to live in this world. It's not natural to live as um, a disciple of Jesus. It goes against our culture. So as parents, we need to be reminded of our own need of Jesus before we can lead our children to know and love him as well. Absolutely. And if in our busyness and weariness we swap out Jesus' power for our own, we will inevitably fall short. And I know that we've all all done that. And rest, uh, so it's the rest of this passage, though, that brings us great hope because Jesus has not called us to parent alone. He promises to be with us always. In every season, even to the end of the age, always, every moment, he's with us. He offers us rest and empowering. It tells us in this passage, he has all authority to give us. And Tripp reminds us that no matter what we're going through in our parenting, it's not a surprise to the Lord and that he is with us in it. And we can rest in that promise. Yeah. So rest is not about distraction. Mm. It's not about a holiday or a date night or long interrupted, interrupted child-free time. And all those, th- those things are good and they do bring an element of rest mm. and fun things in life. It's not all about that. And Trip is certainly not the only voice speaking to us about the necessity of working and living from a place of rest rather than working and parenting and living hard daily lives and then collapsing into the weekend or the holiday only to find it doesn't actually change anything. Yeah, and I think we've all been on those holidays as a family, haven't yeah. we, where we're desperately in need of a break, but we realise when we go away, we're just parenting in a different in, location. In the, in the same manner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and nothing is, nothing's changing. Yeah. But we are actually built for Sabbath, and Scripture tells us that we have been created by God to need rest. And if we look in Genesis 1, God worked first. He worked for six days and then rested. But he created Adam. He created mankind on the sixth day. So Adam's first day was the Sabbath. Yeah. And then he's called to work. 
And so mankind is actually created to rest first and then work. Only God can do it the other way around. So we have a need to learn how to sit with God, to stop and Sabbath, receive rest for our souls in, in Jesus, to rest in him in ways that we can unburden ourselves and receive his strength, his refreshing, his empowering and authority. And Jesus has purchased all of that for us. But we need to learn how to stop and receive it. And Tripp explains that when we seek our rest in Jesus, we are able to meditate on and celebrate his power and presence in our lives and then go and do what he has chosen us to do as parents with renewed courage and hope. So there are some other resources on on rest and this idea of Sabbath that we we could recommend. Mm. So there's um, Pete Scazzaro in his Emotionally Healthy Spirituality book discusses Sabbath and its importance to us. Yeah. Equally, Stacey Hillier in her Prophetic Collective podcast has produced a fantastic five-part series on Sabbath um, that explains the Sabbath to us in practical ways in and around family life. And we would highly recommend listening to those resources as well. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Stacey Hillier's look at that because she yeah. has a family and she speaks about how they Sabbath and yeah. how they've built that into their family life. And she keeps it real. Yeah, like, it's very real. It's great. Um, so, yeah, very worth listening to. So, parents, as we contemplate this idea of rest, we'd just love to pray for you now. Father, we thank you that you built us in a way to receive your rest, that you created the idea of resting in you to receive all that Jesus has purchased for us. Holy Spirit, we ask right now that as we listen to this podcast, that we would stop, pause, understand our need of your refreshing and refueling, to remain faithful in remembering whose we are and to receiving Jesus' power so that we can be joyful and patient and effective parents. Help us in this, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So parents, we hope that this brief discussion on our need for rest has been a timely reminder for you and the various resources that we've mentioned in this episode are able to be found on our Facebook um, Parenting Grid page. But we thank you for joining us and we hope you can capture this concept of rest in your parenting. Thank you for joining us on Parenting Grit Podcast today.